Hey guys, I'm Emily. And I'm Andy. And welcome to your first live in stereo, both Andy and I together, episode of Unnatural. The first time that you and I are in the same place at the same time. This is amazing. It's weird. It's mind blowing. I don't know how I feel talking to you when you're like literally four feet in front of me. I'm not used, even. I'm used to seeing you two dimensional, not three dimensional. <laughs> I forgot you were an actual real human. <laughs> right. And I'm just some guy <laughs> who lived in your computer screen for almost a year. <laughs> like when you just opened it up. Oh, there's that guy that lives there again. No, this is going to be fun, though. We've never done this. And we've been talking about it since day one. I remember that our original plan was to like be in person for our first couple episodes and then there was this thing called COVID-19. <laughs> Thank of. you coronavirus. <laughs> but here we are fully vaccinated and ready for another couple of spooktacular stories. <laughs> so these are going to be fun and that was supposed to be more spooky than it came out to be. I was going to say I wasn't spooked <laughs> out. I was literally not even scared at all on that one. But we're excited to bring you the first of these. So we're heading down to a place that's about uh, a little outside 45 minutes from Baton Rouge called the Myrtles Plantation. And a whole bunch of crazy stuff happened there over the years. It's been described as the most haunted house in America. And that makes me want to check it out immediately. Uh, let's go. Well, they have tours. That's a cool thing. We're going. All right. So maybe we'll do a, a in-location <laughs> next time. Mm. So the mansion on the property, it was actually built on uh, the property way back in 1796 by a guy with the name of General David Bradford, who apparently this guy loved whiskey mm. so much, Emily, that he started a thing called the Whiskey Rebellion. And he ultimately got his ass handed to him by a guy by the name of George Washington. As one does. Ever heard of him? Yep. George Washington. I believe he's on some of our currency. (laughs) That's not the guy you want coming after you, I don't think. No. So after that happened, he was basically banished from like the Northeast. So he moved down to Louisiana and started this plantation. And, oh, yeah, it's also said that the mansion and plantation was built on top of a burial ground. Dun, dun, dun. Call me crazy, but you probably don't want to build anything on top of a giant burial ground. I mean, why not just like a few plots over? You know, well, he was a man and men by nature are disrespectful. Agreed. And trash. And so sometimes idiots. Full offense. Yeah. So, are you ready to head down to the bayou? Yes. Let's do it. So, after General Bradford died, his daughter and her husband, Judge Clark Woodruff, now... Woodruff? Yeah, they took over. (laughs) Now, Judge Woodruff sounds like you might expect him to sound. He was one of those typical, like, creepy plantation owners of the 18th century Mm -hmm. and he probably had a wig i'm guessing and i almost certainly know that he was a douchebag and you'll find out why in just a few moments but he they had a lot of slaves on the property remember this is pre-civil war here trash and one of the young slaves on the plantation was a girl named chloe 
and he made her his mistress. Ugh. Yeah, I'm guessing she didn't have any say in the matter whatsoever. And that went on for a while. And one night, the judge caught Chloe apparently eavesdropping on a conversation he was having with someone else. And what he did was he doled out some major punishment to her. Any guesses? What was Chloe's punishment? Remember, this is like 1800. Lashes. That's a good one. It's actually worse than that. Oh. He chopped her ear off. What? <laughs> well. Because back then the punishment had to fit the crime. So she was eavesdropping. So, yeah. Yeah. Like when you steal something, you lose a finger. Yeah. Or a hand if you don't have any fingers left. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine you were you were such a thief that you already had all of your fingers chopped off and then they just chopped off the rest of the stump? It'd be terrible. I wonder if they would start doing all of the fingers on both hands before they decided to just take your palm. I, <laughs> your whole palm? Just, just chop your palm well, off, Well, like too. at the wrist. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. We should look into it. But so Chloe was like, fuck that. And she decided on some good old-fashioned revenge. Witchcraft. Not witchcraft, but just straight up poison. Basically, so that works. She she made the family a cake and she doused it with poison. I don't know what poison she had on hand, but it said that she only wanted to make them sick. But she ended up killing the judge's wife and sadly two of their children. Whoops. Yeah. Might might have used a little bit too much there, Chloe. <laughs> she killed all the people she shouldn't have. Although I don't know if they Oh, were. she didn't kill the judge? No, she killed everybody else. Chloe, <laughs> what are you doing? He probably didn't eat any of the cake or something. What you know. Dick. So after the poisoning, Chloe was hung from a chandelier inside uh. the mansion. And then they tossed her into the Mississippi River. And to this day, not only is Chloe often spotted roaming the grounds... But the Woodruff children and their mom are also often spotted as well. Wouldn't that be creepy? Yeah. You just see a ghost just hanging around. Well, and I would love to see a ghost, but I think it depends on which ghost. Have you ever had a, like a paranormal experience with a type of ghost or anything? Yes. Okay. Which we will talk about on a future episode. Ooh. Actually. Teaser. Spoiler alert. So here's just a few of the paranormal incidences that are known to have occurred at the plantation. How about chairs on the front porch that constantly rock on their own throughout the night? I don't know if it's to a beat or not, but that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that wouldn't be scary, actually. That'd be kind of cool. Um, there's handprints on the mirror that never wipe off, like no matter how hard you try. I had and a phantom, constantly reappear. I had a phantom paw print on the windshield in my car, my mm. old car. Yeah, we could never figure out where it came from. It was like the perfect cat print, but like there was no sticker. It was on the inside. Mm. And like I would like scrub over it, but it would still like it like when my windows were fogged up in the winter, you could always see it. So it was a cat ghost. Yeah. Mm. I had a guardian cat. Oh. Guardian that's angel good. cat. Did it ever help you out in any way? Or? Well, I got into a couple accidents and I never died. Hey, so. that's good. Good. See, that was a good ghost. Some of these ghosts are eh, 
maybe good, maybe not. So a number of guests have also been tugged on the back of their leg. Oh. You know how, well, you're a mom, so this would make sense for you. All, most women who have had kids, they say it's exactly like that feeling when one of your young children is pulling at the back of your leg. Yeah. I'm sure you had your son do that before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So kind of creepy. And then there's Chloe. And her ghost is really what freaks people out at the mansion the most. It's said that her ghost often lingers in the front of the grounds and scares the ever-living shit out of the staff and those who are staying out at the mansion, which these days, actually, it's a bed and breakfast. So Hmm. it'd be cool if the ghost served the breakfast, though. Yeah. Like in Harry Potter or something. But, like, no poison, please. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'll pass on the cake, that's for sure. Yeah. There's even supposedly photographic evidence of Chloe wearing her turban lingering around the state, the estate. One of the former owners took a picture and you can kind of see her in the background. I'll have to show you the picture. Yeah. But uh, pretty creepy indeed. And you can actually tour, as we mentioned a few moments ago, and stay at the Myrtle House to experience the paranormal yourself. It's about $100 for a private tour of the plantation and $165 for a night's stay. And you can even stay in the room, apparently, where Chloe was hung from the chandelier. And that is said to be where, like, the craziest shit happens. Well, that's where we're staying. Yes. Yes, definitely. Take my money. I think it's worth it. Take it all. But, yeah, just one of the creepier haunted places in the whole U.S. deserves uh, to be mentioned about the Myrtle's Plantation. It looks extra spooky. And we'll post this on the Instagram so you guys can see, too. Decide for yourselves what you think. Is it real or not? It's. I think it's probably one of those places where you have to go there to experience it for yourself to feel if it's authentic. Yeah. You know. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. Basically, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. And you want to know what else? You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is really cool. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now... It is my turn to tell you all, and you, Andy, Mm -hmm. a spooky story. I'm ready. I have two kind of mini stories for you. 
Um, mainly because I couldn't find a whole heck of a lot of information mm-hmm. about both of them, like backstory for the most part. Um, but we are going to talk about two of arguably the most haunted places in Minnesota. Ooh, mm-hmm. the great Northland. Yeah, we're sticking with my home state. This first one, which is Schmidt Brewery, I drove by actually today. It's wow. in St. Paul. That's perfect. Yeah. So, starting back in 1884, a Bavarian immigrant named Jacob Schmidt settled in St. Paul. So, when he first got to Minnesota, he joined with North Star Brewery as a co-owner. Um, and then it took a few years before he was able to kind of break off from that and then um, open up the Schmidt Brewery under his own name, yada, yada. Now, in 1893, he was arrested for shooting pigeon hunters on the river behind the brewery. Wow. He was not officially charged. Nothing really came of it, but it's. I mean, he must have been really pissed off at those pigeon hunters. He was. He was. He did not want them near his property, potentially messing up his bruise by getting rid of pigeons. Who knows? He was never charged. Mm-hmm. I, they didn't have enough evidence. Um, but these hunters are said to have, like, you can, at night, people hear, like, a boat in the water on the river where there is no boat. Creepy. Um, and kind of a fun fact. We're going to backwards here a little bit. It'd be creepier if the uh, pigeon hunters, like, you could hear them. Shooting pigeons throughout the day. It might be. Pigeons just like fall from the sky. That could be, but I didn't (laughs) see any of that actually reported. Now, a lot of the hauntings at this place don't really have to do with murder other than that story. But there's stories of one of Schmidt's children were kidnapped by gang members Mm. because of an unpaid debt. So a year after the Schmidt Brewery was officially opened, it burned to the ground. Ooh. Now, what were the, what were the circumstances like of this? Was Belle Gunnis involved? She was not. She was not in the area at the time, I don't believe. But apparently a couple workers died in the blaze. Mm. I think it's theorized that it was arson. Yeah. But I'm not for sure. Now, at the height of the Prohibition in 1934, um, Schmidt's son was kidnapped by the Ma Barker gang. The Bob Barker gang? Ma Barker gang. I thought it had something to do with the Price is Right. Yeah. Nope. He was held on a $200,000 ransom, which I'm unsure if that ever got paid or not. Back then, that was a lot of money. Yeah. Tell me about it. I mean, even now, it's a lot of money for us. Right? So, like I said, most of the hauntings reported at this place don't have to do with, like, nefarious deaths, necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, But in 1986, two workers died when there was an explosion. 
1902, one guy plummeted down an elevator shaft and died. In 1904, a guy named Matthew Kohler, uh, his job at the time was to light the gas lamps throughout the brewery. Oh, that that does not sound like a job I would want. No, you want to guess how he died? Uh, some sort of explosion. No. Was what did he catch on fire? Kind of. What? He inhaled flames. Oh my god! So he caught on fire, but it was just on the inside. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd rather catch on fire on the outside than the inside. I would. Try to choose. Well, yeah, because if you're on fire on the outside, you can stop, drop, and roll. Right. If it's yeah. on the inside, we what do you do? That. You 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 die. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> you die. Chug water as fast as you can. Just like put the nozzle of a fire extinguisher over your mouth and just. That's a good idea. That would probably kill you, too. I don't even know what's in those. We do not condone this on Unnatural. Please don't make this into the new Tide Pod Challenge. (laughs) So, yeah, this place is pretty haunted. A lot of people report hearing um, screams, banging on pipes and walls, knocks on doors, phantomy figures... Um, kind of down in what was the old boiler room, mm-hmm. just walking along. Yeah. That sounds creepy as fuck. Yeah. I kind of actually really want to know what, what else happened with this gang kidnapping of his kid. So what do you think is the reason why all of this is happening? Did it, did, do you think it goes all the way back to the beginning why there's so many just different weird things that happen at this place or what? Well, I wonder if, I mean, these are some pretty tragic accidents that happen at the workplace. I mean, maybe they had some unfinished business and that's why they stuck around because they were pissed that they died on the job. There obviously wasn't very good safety measures. Yeah. If a guy fell down an elevator, an unmarked elevator shaft. So he was just walking and then all of a sudden, whoop. Oh, God. Like a trap door almost yeah. or something. Damn. So that's a no for me. Yeah, me too. Okay, so on to story number two. Coming up next, we, we visit the Palmer House the Hotel Palmer. in Sock Center. Now, this place is not only considered the most haunted house in Minnesota, it is considered to be one of the most haunted places in America. Ooh. America. So it's right up there with the Myrtle Plantation then. Yeah, but not to be confused with the Palmer House Hotel in Chicago. They're different, but they have very similar stories. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of big time ghost hunters, paranormal experts, etc., etc., have come to this hotel, which was built, I believe, in 1901. Room number 17 is supposed to be one of the most haunted. Guests have reported there's two, like, high back chairs Mm -hmm. in the room. Very Victorian-esque looking. Mm -hmm. Um, And guests report seeing apparitions sitting in them or you can see that like the seat is not flat it looks like someone is sitting, is sitting in there, there. Even though you can't see anyone 
Right. Yup. And people report hearing laughter and giggling and other spooky sounds. People have reported hearing different things being said to them. Hmm. Some people said that they, you know, heard cries for help. Um, which I, I feel like I would be happier hearing giggling or, you know, just kind of spooky laughter versus hearing someone cry for help. I feel like that would be Depends really on the unsettling. I mean, it's a ghost. I know, but sometimes giggling can be creepy. I know, but it's not a cry for, I feel like a cry for help is trying to lure you to get possessed by a demon or to get, you know, you're being lured to your death because most people don't ignore a cry for help. Mm-hmm. You can ignore laughing. <laughs> Could you ignore that? So there's a resident unalived guest at this hotel named Lucy. Hmm. Lucy was a prostitute working at the hotel, which at the time was called the Sock Center House. It was also a brothel. Hmm. And um, this place burned down in 1900. And then, so the original house burned down in 1900, and then it was rebuilt as the Palmer following that. But this place does have a bit of a history of abused and murdered women, specifically prostitutes. But Lucy does not like men. She was murdered by men. Mm. Quite brutally, apparently... Um, allegedly, three of her gentlemen callers, one of them lured her, you know, saying, hey, we're going to, you know, here, I'll pay you. These are the services I want. Here's your money. What room are we going to? Hmm. And then somehow he on the sly told his buddies. Uh And then they came in the room. They tied her up. They assaulted her. Oh, my God. And they killed her. So So ever since then. Her ghost has a grudge against men. She does. Um, when male guests are in the room, she will slam the doors so hard that the artwork on the walls rattle or even comes flying oh. off. Yep. She will drop the temperature quite dramatically, like cold spots to the extreme. People have reported even being able to see their breath in the middle of Damn. in the middle of winter, like when the heat is on full blast. Right. But it just drops like that. A while ago, some ghost hunters stayed in the room and they allegedly recorded um, a temperature of negative one degrees Fahrenheit during wow. their stay. It got that cold. I'm not sure when in the year they were staying, but regardless, but a hotel room should not be in the negatives. No. Um, Other areas of the hotel that see a lot of activity is the bar. Um, Glasses will move, occasionally fall off a shelf, apparently. Um, They'll hear laughing, or some people even report um, smelling cigar smoke when no one is Mm. smoking a cigar in the area. Which would make sense, because you can't smoke inside anymore. Right, nowhere. Clean air act. Yeah. Um, And then room number 22 is... Another pretty active room, which apparently a guy named Raymond likes to hang out in. And allegedly, he was Lucy's pimp. Hmm. Unsure. She probably wishes that she could have got rid of him in the afterworld. Probably. <sighs> um, Unsure how he died. But um, 
People who are in the room below will sometimes complain about hearing loud noises up above, like people stomping around mm. or loud talking, and they'll call and complain to the front desk. And Sounds then, like my neighbors. Well, and nobody will be registered in that room. Ooh. So super spooky. Super yeah. Spooky, 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 spooky. And... That's pretty much all I have for the Palmer House Hotel, but it sounds really spooky. It's still open as far as I know. So, so you maybe can check it out. Yeah. That'd be a shorter road trip for us. Yeah. Hop, skip, and a jump. So let's move on to your ghost story. I asked you earlier if you had a paranormal experience and you alluded that you had one. What, what happened? What happened, Emily? So. Do you need to sit on a couch? I'm sitting on an ottoman. <laughs> I was dating this guy. Oh boy. Who for this episode we will call him Steve. Hmm. And he had a sister and we will call her Amanda. Don't forget their names. I know. <laughs> I should write it down, Steve and Amanda. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time at Steve's house. I was pretty close with his sister. And his sister wasn't involved in this first kind of happening. So we were sitting on the couch watching a movie. And then all of a sudden we heard like it glass, like two glasses clinking against each other. Mm. Right. We, I was looking at him. He was looking at me. I was looking at him. He was looking at me. And I was like, I'm not moving. You better, you, you, you go get your ass up. So he walked out into the kitchen the cupboard door where the glasses were was wide open and the first glass that was inside was moved right up to the edge of like the cupboard. Like it was about to fall off? Yeah. Like it wasn't hanging out, but it was moved up to the edge versus it was kind of huh. put far back. Yeah, yeah. So we were just kind of like, well, that was weird. Yeah. Did he live in a house or an apartment? It was a house. Okay. It was kind of a creepy old house in like out in the country. I don't know. It was just kind of a weird old house. Now, I don't claim to have any sort of like supernatural powers or like I don't, you know, none of that. But the spare bedroom, which was right across the hallway from his bedroom, just felt eerie eerie and heavy and dark and it was so weird because i had never felt anything like that before really have you ever felt anything since yeah oh okay. i kind of recognized that feeling later in life later in life okay so um one night i was sitting on the bed my back was to the doorway he was on the other side of the bed like getting dressed or something and all of a sudden he grabbed my shirt and like yanked me towards him as hard as he could. I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, there was something behind you. And I was like, what? And he was like, there was like a shadow behind you. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I thought he was just being stupid. Well, and I was like, gonna say, is there a chance he was just messing around? I, that's what I thought. <laughs> and then that night we went to sleep Yeah. that night. I had a dream that I was standing kind of in the corner of the room looking out the window that was by the bed. And I saw a man 
with a hat. And like he was all dark. I couldn't see anything, but it wasn't super light outside in the dream. And he had a shotgun and he looked up, saw me, pointed the shotgun at me and pulled the trigger. And then I woke up. So I woke up. I sat up so quick, looked towards the doorway and I saw the same shadow figure that he was talking about that was in my dream. And it went across the hallway into that bedroom. Hmm. So. The bedroom where you had the weird. The bedroom where I had the weird, creepy feeling. So I woke him up and I was like, there's somebody in here. Go check. He went it. There was nothing. The next night I was inside cooking. Steve and his sister were outside working on something. What was his sister's name again? Amanda. Okay. And I heard her scream. So I went, I ran outside. I was like, what, what, was everything okay? What happened? I thought maybe she like cut a finger off or hit her hand with a hammer or something. I don't know. And she saw the same, she described the same figure going towards Steve and she was screaming at him, I guess, to move. Hmm. And she hadn't talked to you about this? No. Wow. I hadn't told her yet. So it was at this point where I was like, okay. I went to the local witch store. I bought um, a sage stick Mm -hmm. and I saged the house. Yeah. Okay. I was like, this place is haunted. We're going to smudge. We're going to get rid of all the negative energy. We did the whole thing. Yeah. After that, the next day I walked into that bedroom. I didn't feel like the heaviness and the darkness Hmm. anymore. And there was never an incident after that at that house. So you say that I know of and Steve still broke your heart. He did. What an asshole. You got a ghost for him. I know. I saved your life, sir. Yeah. Douchebag. (sighs) So that's my ghost story. You probably should have left the ghost in there. I should (laughs) have. But according to him, he messed with a Ouija board. He didn't say goodbye and he himself was haunted. So maybe it was just a temporary fix that I got rid of it and he's still haunted. Who knows? Yeah, maybe the ghost has it in for him. That's the thing. I hope so. (laughs) On that note, come hang out with us on some social media. You can find us on Twitter, Unnatural the Podcast. You can see photos from this episode, previous episodes, and, well, future episodes. That is Unnatural the Podcast. You can like our Facebook page on Natural A True Crime Podcast. Send us a Gmail with some cool stories, um, suggestions of cases you want to hear us talk about. UnnaturalThePodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we have our Patreon set up where you get early access episodes, ad-free, bonus content, and more. That is Patreon.com slash UnnaturalThePod. Be sure to rate, subscribe, follow, share us with your friends. And as always, Mm -hmm. make good choices. And don't get got. Talk to you next week. What do we have next week? I don't know. Honestly, guys, I don't know what we're going to do next week. It's going to be a surprise. Seriously, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't chosen. I don't know.
Is that a Tamagotchi? Oh, this? No, it's a baby monitor. Oh, okay. Is that a Tamagotchi? <laughs> Old tech alert. Thank you.